from Motivation Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please welcome to Summit Park, Travis Jones. Hey! What's up, church? Hey, before you are seated, before you are seated, I got to let you know about this church and about who you are at both locations. So I came to the south location about a year uh, and a half ago. It was before COVID. So who remembers anything before COVID, you know? And uh, we came to this lo- uh, that location, and we had just started our church in uh, and, and Richmond, Virginia, Motivation Church. And we were trying to learn as much as possible. And we, were, uh, we took all of your pamphlets here at Summit, uh, Summit Park, and we took it back home. Well, my graphic des- I told my graphic designer, make everything look like this, you know? Like, don't ask any questions. Make it look just like this. Well, he didn't have the sense to know to change the logo. And so... <laughs> So, like, for a, a, a season, and we didn't want to reprint those and spend the money again because we didn't have no money. So, for a season, we were Summer Park Church. Come on, Richmond, Virginia, y'all. Come on. <laughs> hey, make some noise for your amazing pastors. They're back. Come on. You all could be seated in the house of God. I do want to welcome all those who are joining us online. I want to welcome all the, the South Campus. Hey, man, we're so glad. Hey, could you make some noise for the online family? South Campus, come on. So glad that you're joining us. I am, I am, uh, it is a choice privilege to be in this church. We have followed this church for such a long time. Uh, we have stolen everything that you guys done and not have given you credit at all. Come on, somebody. Uh, so people don't know people. People in Kansas, people in Richmond don't know anybody in Kansas City. So praise God. Uh, people ask us all the time, "Who is Summit Summit Park Church?" Like, don't worry about it, okay? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. But anyways, uh, really excited about that. Glad that you joined us today. I am joined here with my lovely wife, Brittany uh, Jones. She's in the house today. She is five nine, super fine, and all mine. Come on, somebody. And for the South, South location, this lets you know she's not really 5'9", but it rhymes with super fine. Come on, somebody. She's more like 5'7". And, uh, and actually, today is our anniversary. Come on. 12 years. And uh, somebody asked me after, after the first service, like, you're preaching on your anniversary? I'm like, I don't have kids on my anniversary. Praise God. They back at home. Come on. <laughs> Anytime without kids is a vacation, y'all. Come on, somebody. <laughs> uh, anyways, I am so honored to be here. I do have a word from the Lord that I want to share uh, with you all today. Um, uh, Luke chapter 10, if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And uh, we'll see what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. It says this, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she called, and she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teachings. The Bible says this, and but Martha was so distracted with so much serving. And she went up to him, referring to Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. And I believe that's what the Lord told me a few months ago. Travis, Travis, you are anxious and you are troubled about many things. But there's this one thing that is necessary. 
and Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Let's pray. Father, for these next few moments, I pray that you may speak right through me, Lord. Would you bypass my limited understanding, my limited wisdom, so that we can hear from you, God. God, I know I don't know the situations and the stories that people come from in both locations, even online. I don't, I don't know what they're dealing with, but God, I know that you are a God who can speak to all of us, God, with this word. So I'm asking that you may speak to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to share with you this uh, word, and it's, it's really about slowing down. It's about a walking at a kingdom pace. I, I believe this, that the pace of the kingdom of God is different than the pace of the world. Like, I, I believe that as believers and as followers of Jesus, we're supposed to operate at a different pace. Like this world pace that we live in, this American fast-paced society that we need to have everything right now. We need to get to the next goal and the next promotion, and we're working hard, and we're hustling, and we're just going at it. I believe a lot of us are tired, and we're overwhelmed because we are walking at a pace that we never have been designed to walk at. So here in this text, I want to I, I dive in and see how Mary uh, chose what the Bible says, the, the better portion, meaning this, that she had a different pace about her life. And Martha, who which we all love, Martha was getting things done here in this text, but yet she was frantic. In fact, the Bible even says this, that she was anxious and troubled about many things. And I just want to kind of just share with you all today that God does his greatest work, not in the fast pace, but in the slow pace. I, I, I want to kind of propose to you today that, that the miracles of God is only found in the slow, not the fast. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a person that I love things to happen fast. I want fast growth. I want fast every, fast money, fast this, fast homes, I, I, fast cars. I, I love the idea of fast, but can I tell you that our God, he operates in the slow. You think about like the two major figures in the, in the, inside the Bible that kind of like bookends the Bible. We have, we're introduced to this guy, the first man in the world. His name is Adam. And Adam and Eve were in charge to run the world. And Satan came to Adam and Eve and said, do you really want to wait to have all the knowledge of good and evil? Meaning this, because the enemy wanted them to take a shortcut. And then many years later, God sends a second Adam, who we call Jesus Christ, and he sends him to redo the human race and to, re to start something again within humanity. And he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into the world. And Satan comes with the same thing. He says, hey, if you bow down and worship me, you can, you can have the whole world. You can take the shortcut. You don't have to go to the crucifixion. You don't have to go to the cross. In fact, if you bow down and worship me right now, I will, you can save three years of your life right now, and you will be able to own and have the whole world. Nope. That's not what God wanted Jesus to do. Here's why. Because Satan always wants to make you and I busy. Fast, going, 
at a frantic pace. And can I tell you, when you're moving fast, you don't have time to see the miracles of God in your life or the direction that God wants to take you today. And I just want to challenge you all today that the pace of the kingdom is much different than the pace of the world. It's completely different. Because the enemy wants you to go fast. So you think about the world that we live in, like all the, be- the things that's calling us the most stress of debt. You know, you think about debt, you know, credit card debt, you know. You can, get a, you can get that nice purse or those nice shoes. You can get it right now with that credit card if you want to. You don't got to save up for it. You, don't gotta, you can skip the whole process of saving and, 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 and kind of build up, build up that credit card and, and max it out, right? And because that's what the enemy wants to do in our lives. Like we can, we can go towards fast satisfaction that leads towards all type of ungodly practices if we allow it to. Here's why. Because the enemy always wants us to go fast. And when I think about my life and I think about your life, I believe that God does his greatest work in a slow. I think about all the great things I have in my life. They've come in the slow not to fast. I think about my wife, man. It's been 12 years, but when we met, we met in youth group, y'all, and we were in church. I never get going to church, and, and I, was, I was in 12th grade, and I only went to church for the free pizza, and, you know, come on, somebody. It was Papa John's. It wasn't Little Caesars. Come on, somebody. These days, few pastors, they cheat. They give y'all Little Caesars, that $5 hot and ready, but back in the days, they gave us that $11.99. Come on, Papa John's with the peppers and the sauce on the side. Come on, somebody. But anyways, we, we, I was in church, I was in youth group, I was in, uh, in, the, in the 12th grade, and I came with my friend Gerald, and I said to my friend Gerald, you see that girl up there, I'm referring to my wife, I said, I'm going to marry that girl. And my friend looked at me and said, no, you're not. Like, she loves God and you don't. You're not going to marry her. <laughs> and I said, well, watch this. I went to the front door and worship, and I started worshiping God. Come on, somebody. <laughs> the, the preacher came by laying hands on people. People falling out. He laid hands on me. I fell on out too, y'all. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Don't judge me. I already repented of my sins, but it worked. I got my wife. Come on, somebody. (laughs) But it was after that moment, it was months and months and months and months and months later uh, that I finally got that caller ID number that picked up. It was Jackson. I was like, praise God for the Lord. He moves at his timing. It took forever for her to call me, but I finally got her. I think about every great thing I have in my life. It came in the slow. And if you're not careful in this Instagram and Facebook uh, social media world that we live in, we think that things happen overnight. But no, things don't happen overnight. In fact, God moves in the slow pace. In fact, I just want to challenge you all today. Some of you walked in here today feeling like you're behind and feeling like God has left you behind because you're not seeing the blessings of God, the promises of God, or maybe you're, you're not seeing that marriage where you want it to be or that child like you were where you want it to be or the, your finances where you want it to be but can I encourage you that our God does his greatest work not in the fast pace but he does his greatest work in the slow pace because the pace of the kingdom is completely different than the pace of the world a few months ago my wife and I we were doing in a layover a flight in Miami and we were uh, getting off the plane we were deplaning and there was this lady behind us that was frantic, you know, getting her stuff and, and ready to go. And as soon as her role was gone, she was trying to get up out of there. And, and her hair's everywhere, her purse and her bags all over the top of her shoulders. Because I think that she had a, a, a layover flight that she had to catch that she was running behind. 
And so she was running and running and running. And Brittany and I, we were just walking at a normal pace, like, because we have plenty of time to, uh, to get to our next flight. And, uh, and so we, we, we walk inside uh, the, the kind of the jetway, the, the, the little way, and then we get to the terminal. And uh, the terminal has like these little flat escalators. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that are flat, that are moving, like little moonwalk things, and you get on it, and it kind of it goes straight. Like people should be walking on it, but they stand still because they're lazy. You know what I'm talking about? Like those things. <laughs> I'm a fast-paced guy. So, anyways, uh, and so like literally, it's this lady was trying to get to her flight, and the the the, the moonwalk was really clear, so she can get on it and run on it and get to her, her destination really fast. But she was so much in a rush that she missed out on the moonwalk. Come on. And she missed out on the greatest asset that the airport offers to people when they're in a rush, right? And, and, and literally on that little moonwalk thing, one step on that moonwalk, it's like four steps on regular ground, right? And I believe that exactly what the Holy Spirit is. Like if you slow your life down and tap into the Holy Spirit, one step in God's kingdom is like four steps in the world. And I believe that a lot of us are super tired because we are not tapping into the Holy Spirit's pace, but we're tapping into to the world's pace, but if we just tap into the Holy Spirit's pace, it's much easier, and guess what? It's faster. I I, want to encourage you all with this today, that the pace of the kingdom is so much different than the pace of the world. I, I also think about just, you know, my life and who I am. I am a three on the Enneagram, and maybe you don't know what the Enneagram is. It's just a, a personality uh, kind of assessment thing. You're able to kind of learn who you are. I would encourage you to do it. And so, like, the more I learn about a three, I'm an achiever. I want to I wanna accomplish things. I want to accomplish the world. I'm defined by my work. I'm defined by my accomplishments, and I want to get things done now. And if I'm not careful, I can leave myself burnt out and overwhelmed because I am walking at a pace that I was not meant to walk at. I, I, I want to encourage you because when the world sets your pace, then you get in trouble, right? But not only if the world sets your pace, but if other people set your pace, you get in trouble, right? Because if you start to walk at the pace of other people and, and not walk at the pace that God has for you, then you end up making some decisions that you should not make, I'm telling you, right? And I, I, just even for me, walking inside this church, this church is an amazing church, man. The facilities are amazing. I was at the south side, the south campus last time I was here, and now I'm here at the north campus. And what God is building and your, your new location that's coming up and all the things that God is doing. If I'm not careful, I can get jealous of what's happening here at Summit Park, y'all. Come on. I want a church like this. I want a staff like this. I want, I want buildings like this. I want bathrooms like you. You all got good bathrooms. You don't understand. <laughs> Our bathrooms back at my church, they are on what we call the struggle bus, y'all. Come on, somebody. And it is, I mean, the stalls are barely hanging on. We always say, not only are we a church without walls, but we are a church without stalls, y'all. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and, uh, and if I'm not careful... I can try to make decisions and feel overwhelmed and behind because I am not at the pace of this church. But can I tell you, you cannot look at the paces of other families and other lives and other people. And what social media does, social media gives you access to other people's pace and you try to walk at their pace. And God says, no, 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 you don't walk at their pace. You walk at the pace that God has for you and what God is doing in your life. I, I want to encourage you all with that, that this, like own your pace that God has for you. 
right? I remember when I graduated from college and I went to a Bible college and a lot of people said, hey, Travis, all my professors said, uh, Travis, you're going to be amazing. You're going to be a great youth pastor. You're going to preach the gospel to thousands of people. I'm like, okay, I believe you. I'm going to preach the gospel. And my first youth ministry job, y'all, y'all won't believe it. It was so awesome. It was in Orlando, Florida, Calvary Church, Calvary Chapel, uh, Calvary Chapel Church. It was a whopping two kids in that youth group. Come on, somebody. I called my, I called my professor and was like, you lied to me. You're like, you lied big time. They're like, no, just be faithful, be patient. And so he said, my, my professor said, go back to that little the two-person uh, two youth group and preach as hard as you can. And so that's exactly what I did. I made a full production schedule for that two-person two youth group. Uh, I, made, I made like, a, 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 like a, a handout. I gave it to one guy so he can give it to the other guy. And they were brothers. They were, and they were the pastor's kids. <laughs> And it was two people in there. I had a full production schedule. I had an iPod. You remember iPods? I plugged into the speaker sound system, playing music. I'm trading my song. And, and these two guys are like, what is he doing? It's only two of us. I'm like, worship! Like, it's a thousand people here! And I preached hard for 45 minutes strong, y'all. I mean, preaching hard the gospel of Jesus Christ, y'all. And it was crazy. This guy like, why is, why is this guy screaming at us? There's only two of us in here. But it's so funny because I'm so glad I didn't look at other people's pace during that season. And I just walked the pace that God had for me. And two kids turned to four kids, and four kids turned to eight kids, and eight kids turned to 16 kids, and then it kept growing. And I just want to encourage you, if you just walk at the pace that God has for you and not what the pace that God has for somebody else, then you might be healthy in your life. Maybe some of your, some of your life is not healthy because you're walking at a pace that God not meant for you to walk in. Not only is the pace of the world different than the pace of the kingdom, but also the urgency of the world is different than the urgency of the, uh, uh, for us kingdom people. We don't have the same urgency as the world. And I think, I think sometimes the church of Jesus Christ, we can sometimes take on the world's urgency more than the kingdom of God's urgency. That I think sometimes we can see what's, what, what the news outlets is talking about and take on their weight and their pressure, and we miss out on what, what the priorities that God has for his kingdom people. Like, just because the world cares about it, it does not mean that God cares about it. Come on, somebody. Like, I just want, just because the world is announcing it, it does not mean that God is announcing it. I'm going to give you a prime example. In the Gospels of Jesus, uh, when, when the people came to Jesus frantically uh, because, of, uh, because Lazarus is about to die, he has a few breaths left, and they needed Jesus to come right now because if Jesus didn't come right now, Lazarus would have died. And Jesus was like, I'll get there. Like, okay, Jesus, he's not going to come right now? No, I'll get there when it's time because he had a different heartbeat. He had a different pace. He had a different voice. He didn't allow the world to set his pace or the world to set his urgency. He didn't move at the urgency of the world, but he moved at the urgency of his father. And so he gets to Lazarus, and Lazarus is dead. And I'm sure all of his family members and friends were really upset at Lazarus. Like, I mean, at Jesus, like, Jesus, how could you just take your time? Like, you should have responded to that news outlet. You should have responded to that latest thing happened on social media. You should have responded right away. Jesus said no. And as a result of Jesus walking at God's pace, here's what happened. Lazarus, if he would have, Jesus would have came right away, Lazarus would have experienced a healing. But he got to experience a resurrection. 
And I believe that you can experience a miracle resurrection in your life, not when you're walking at the frantic pace of the world, but when you're walking at the calm pace of the kingdom of God. That's who we are. Because the pace of the world is not the pace of the kingdom, and the pace and the urgency of the kingdom is not the urgency of the world. It is completely different. And if I could be honest with you, in the middle of COVID, uh, man, that was me. I was tired. I was burnt out. I had no energy. I stopped dreaming again. Uh, I stopped dreaming for my church again, my family, my marriage, my kids. I stopped having visions for their life and their future. Here's why. I was just tired. I was tired of all the drama in the world. I was tired of the mass debate, the vaccine debate, the political debate, the racial debate. I mean, it's just, they even had a chicken sandwich debate. I mean, it was just, <laughs> my gosh, we debate over every, I was tired. Pastor, we should not wear a mask. We should have faith. Pastor, we should be wise and wear a mask because God's given us wisdom. Like, it was just so much. Pastor, are you going to respond to the latest shooting that happened? No, it was just so much. And as a result, I was following their pace and not following the kingdom pace. And I felt like Martha here in this text. I says, like Jesus responded to me, you were anxious and troubled about many things, but there's just one thing that is necessary. You've been focused on everything else and allowing everything else to set your pace. But if you can allow your relationship with Jesus Christ to set your pace, then that's when you begin to walk at a level and walk in the miracles of God over your life. Because honestly, if you could be honest with yourself, some of you, if you walked in here today, maybe you're on a South Campus, maybe, maybe you're online, or maybe you're here in this building today, maybe you walked in here, you haven't dreamed in, 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 a, in a long time. You stop having hope. You know, you, you stop believing God for the promises. And, and it, to be honest with you, all of that is a symptom of you being tired and overwhelmed. If you don't, if you don't have any visions if you don't see yourself doing things for the kingdom of God, if you don't see yourself in leadership here at this church, if you don't see, you don't see this place having multiple and, and thousands of services once again, if you, don't, if you don't see yourself being a part of a move of God, maybe, maybe you are just not walking at the pace of the kingdom, but walking at the pace of the world. I just really believe that today that God is speaking to somebody and lets you know that what is seldom, what is urgent what, 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 I said like this, what is important is seldomly urgent, and what is urgent is seldomly important. Much of our world that we live in today, the things that we put our attention on, that has our attention, is making us busy, and I believe that the enemy's tactics is to make us busy, fast-paced, so that we could be overwhelmed, and we can miss out on the, the, the promise that God has for our lives. God just want to slow you down and hear his voice. I was talking to a, a strong uh, a Christian uh, a couple weeks ago, and, um, and I asked him a question. When was the last time you heard God's voice? When was the last time you heard from God? And he spoke to you, and he gave you a vision. He gave you a dream. He, he gave you hope. He, he gave you energy for your, and, and, and he said, man, it's been forever. And I don't know about you today, but 
If that's you, if it's been a long time since you heard the voice of God, I want to encourage you today to slow down. The Bible says this, that because Mary chose the good portion, which will never be taken away from her. <clears throat> I want to invite you all. Can you come up here real quick? Uh, anybody love the Olympics? Anybody love the Olympics? I love the Olympics. My gosh. I, I am in love with the Olympics. I love the high diving. I love the swimming. I love the volleyball. I mean, I, I love the rowing of the boats. I love it all. Like, I'm USA. Like, I mean, I can never have seen a sport before, but, man, like, I love it now. Like, even in the Winter Olympics, I even love the curling, y'all. Come on, somebody. <laughs> USA, curl that thing, you know? Um, and I just love it all. I love the Olympics. But my favorite uh, kind of parts of the Olympics is the track and field. I just love that. I can't wait till that, put, that particular portion starts here in these Olympics. And, man, I just love watching the track and field. I love the sprinting. I love the, the jumping and the throwing of the things. I just love it all. But one of my favorite things I love to watch is the long-distance runners. I love watching long-distance. Many people tune out and just watch the beginning and watch the end. I'm actually one of the few people who watch the whole thing, you know? I love watching the long-distance runner. And a few weeks ago, I was listening to this, listening to this commentator who was talking about uh, how these long-distance runners run. And a commentator said that uh, whoever sets the pace of the race, they have a 99% chance of winning that race. And the reason why, because each of the runners, they all train at a different pace. And so as a result, their lungs and their heartbeat and literally their bodies and their muscle memory is responding and ready to run at a certain pace. And if some other runner sets the pace of the race that's not their pace, their lungs and their bodies sometimes can't really adjust to the new pace that was set. And so as a result, like the, the commentator was saying, the race, the, the real race inside the race is the person who sets the pace. Because whoever sets the pace is now running at a race that they were designed and created to run for. And I just believe that we were called, as believers of Jesus Christ, we were called to set the pace. We were called to be the pace setters of our race and not the world and not Satan. Because if you're not careful, you can allow Satan to set your pace, then you'll end up in trouble. I, th I think about just like just my, my life and this past, uh, uh, this past uh, uh, you know, um, COVID-19 and all this stuff. We had so much drama going on. Anybody realize that we've been in a, a drama-filled world these last, this last year and a half? It's been so much drama. And I think about like, all the news that was late. Let's just say she represents the news, y'all. She, she looks like a nice news reporter, and she could be, you could be wherever you want. You could be CNN, Fox News, you could be in the middle, left, right, whatever you want to be. Come on, somebody. And let's say you represent news media. Let's say you represent social media because you look really handsome. Come on, somebody. <laughs> TikTok, come on, somebody. You with your hair to the side. Come on, somebody. How much gel you put on your hair this morning, my brother? Man, that look good. Now the hair is out of place. Come on, somebody. And then you got this brother right here. You represent the inward us, the inward drive that we all have. If I can be honest with you all, I was in a race with the media, social media, and the inward drive that drove me to, to a point that I was tired and I was burnt out because I was keeping up, trying to keep up with the world. 
and I wasn't designed to run up and keep up with the world. Let's, let's run the race. Can y'all face that way? Can you run in place for me real quick? This was me keeping up with the world and keeping up with all the latest political stuff, the latest political things. Like that workout, huh? Come on, somebody. <laughs> All the political things you got going on in your life, and oh, who are you gonna vote for? Oh my goodness, and you can stop running because I'm gonna give you a break. You know, like you know, the world that we're living in, it was a crazy world that we were living in. And you know, my church is like super diverse, so it was like half my church, like you know, is, is super Democrat, and half my church is super Republican, half my church loves Donald Trump, and half my church thinks he's an antichrist, half my church. And the latest election thought that it was revival. Half my church thought that it was the apocalypse. You know, like it was, it was crazy. And I was trying to keep up and make statements and have conversations and this and that. And I left myself tired trying to keep up with that inward drive. Come on, let's run in place. Let's run in place. Trying to keep up with that inward drive. Keeping up with the media, keeping up with the social media, keeping up with the latest person and their latest posts and keeping up with the latest church and keeping up with all this latest stuff. And I recognized that I was tired because I was not meant to run behind here. In fact, can you turn around? Come on. I was meant to do this, y'all. Come on, somebody. I was meant to set the pace, y'all. I'm meant to be in the front. And because we are the church of Jesus Christ. We are the head and not the tail. We were called to lead this culture, not respond to this culture. We were called to be leaders and, and difference makers in our world. And if we're not careful, we can begin to run at a pace of the world. So I made a decision, Pastor, this a few, a few months ago. I'm not going to respond. There's no more responding. It's all leading now. <laughs> There's no more responding to the things of this world. I'm going to lead the things of the world because the urgency of the kingdom is different than the urgency of the world. Just because they're reporting it doesn't mean that I need to report it. My only report comes from God himself. Come on, somebody. My report comes from the word of God. Thank you so much. Y'all give them a hand clap. Come on, somebody. And here is what I recognize you can't lead anything or anyone that sets your pace. And we were called to lead. And we were called to be difference makers. And we were called to change the world. I want to encourage you all today that if you can learn how to set your pace. So, so here's what I do. Let's get practical real quick. So what I do, so every morning I have a decision to make, right? You know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Every morning I wake up, my alarm goes off. Time for me to go to the gym, or there's a kid in my bed, or something like that. You know how it is. <laughs> like, and uh, I have a decision to make. Am I going to hit that social media tab? Because as soon as I hit that social media tab in the morning, my pace has been set not by the Holy Spirit, but by the world. And as soon as I hit that, that one thing, so this, and this is why you come to church on Sunday. This is why there's a value of coming to church on a Sunday, like being in person. I, I, I love online. I think God's doing some great things online. But like being in person, there's a value of that because here's what you're doing. You're setting the pace for your week, right? Serving, worshiping, loving. That, that's, that's a pace setter. A few, few, few weeks ago, my aunt just got a pacemaker put in because she had an irregular heartbeat, right? And her, her, her heart was beating too fast. And the pacemaker is putting to make sure that your heart beats you know, at a, at, at a, a correct pace, because if it's beating too slow or too fast, you need a pacemaker to make sure your heart is beating right. And I just believe that your morning time with the Holy Spirit is your pacemaker. 
it sets the pace of your life. So this is why it's so important to pray 30 for 30 coming up. It's, it's so important for you to get on your knees and pray and believe God. So I, I grew up in Miami, Florida, and then my, my grandparents were pastors south of Miami uh, in a, a city called Key Largo, Florida, one of the keys, one of the Florida keys. And so we would go down there every weekend and uh, have fun and uh, be there for the weekend and, you know, serve on Sundays while my grandparents was passing this church. And uh, we were, uh, so w- one particular day, we were really young, and uh, one of the members of the church took us to go get uh, scuba, scuba diving lessons, like deep diving. And uh, so we were learning about all the stuff and learning about the oxygen tank and how to breathe and how to carry it, the wetsuits and all that stuff. And uh, the instructor said to us something that was interesting that stuck with me for a really long time. He says, hey, sons, don't you know that when you go down in that water, that is not your world. That's the shark's world. That's the fish world. But that is not your world. You are not designed to live on the water. So he says, that oxygen tank on your back, that's you accessing your world while you're in their world. Because if you don't take your world with you while you're in their world, their world will overwhelm you and drown you out. And so he says, make sure you bring a little bit of your world down into their world so that their world won't overwhelm your world. And I just thought about that. That's exactly what prayer is. Prayer is the oxygen tank for the believer. We are not, we are, this is not our permanent world. We are just visiting this world. This is the world's world. We, our, our world is back home in heaven. Come on, somebody. And when we pray and access heaven, what we do is that we access our home world while we're living in this world so that this world won't overwhelm us while we're away from our home world. Come on, somebody. I want to encourage you today that, that, that prayer sets your pace. And if you could be honest, some of you, like the, the, the symptoms of you walking in the world's pace is that you stop dreaming. You stop dreaming. Stop having hope. You don't have hope for that marriage. You don't, you don't have hope that you can find that special someone. You don't have hope that you can walk in your calling or you can get that promotion or you can get financially stable. You don't have hope. You don't, you don't have faith. There's no, there's no dreaming. There's no promises of God. It's just you just floating through life and getting through one week after the next week. After, and, and God says, no, that's not who we are. That's not who you are. That's not the kingdom of God. We are the head and not the tail. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We have a God that owns the world. The the entire world is in his hands. And you have a God that lives in you that has that. And so today he says, just walk at my pace. Because the miracles of God is not found in the fast track, but it's found in the slow today. Would you all stand to your feet today? I want to encourage, maybe you're watching at the South location. Maybe, maybe you're online today. I want to encourage you all today to, for you to make a choice to every morning to allow the Holy Spirit to set your pace. Don't allow the world to set your pace. You don't got to run at them. You can feel like you're behind. Let them feel like they're ahead. Just keep being faithful and walking at the pace that God has for you. And I promise you, here's what I promise. This is a promise from me. And if this promise is not, not true, just blame your pastor because it's his fault. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I promise you, If you walk at this pace, you will begin to see miracles of God that happen in your life that you've never been able to see walking at the world's pace. 
I promise you that. This is the pace. So slow down. And that's a lot of the Holy Spirit to do that. I want to pray for you. And once I say amen, we're going we're gonna to go into some worship. And I believe this, that this worship could be a time where you can just go after God and say, God, I want you to set the pace of my life, my marriage, my kids, my work, my job, my finances. God, you set the pace. Don't allow the world to set the pace. God, you set the pace. Because I believe that when you walk in the pace of the kingdom, you walk in the miracles of God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the people who are saying yes for the first time or saying yes for the first time in a very long time. Lord, I pray, God, today that you may speak to your people. God, help us to slow down and walk in the rhythm of God and the rhythm of grace. Lord, I'm asking, God, that you may do a fresh work in our lives. Help us to be like you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for those who are moving fast and frantic. Lord, slow us down. Every morning, God, help us to set the pace of the day so that we can walk in the miracles of God. We pray all these things in the strong power of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship.